0: Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership and lift women up is my favorite thing to do. Their stories connect us and help us understand that we can all succeed if we support each other in our work and in our lives. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and wisdom from my earlier book, Leading Women. And they've also inspired the newest book, which came out 2019, called In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. Now, this week, I'm pleased to welcome Stacey Gerardo Miller. I met Stacy at Take the Lead's Power Up Conference in February and was inspired by her ideas about women's empowerment and equity. Stacy is the co-founder of the Cynthia Group, $100, $100 million real estate company devoted to building a better world, one community, and one development at a time. She is a passionate believer that activism and business can and should go hand in hand. And in this company, from creating permanent supportive housing for homeless veterans, youth aging out of foster care, domestic violence survivors, and individuals with disabilities, to advocate for social justice and equity. Stacy is driven by her desire to make a difference, and from what she's told me is in the process of determining and deciding what her next business opportunity will be. Since 2016, Stacy's personal and professional goal has emerged from the need to impact change on the behalf of women and girls. She resigned from her role as Mission Officer of Vicentia Group in January to launch another mission-driven business. It's a leap of faith in pursuit of the most important win of her own life, empowerment and equity for women. So, Stacey, (laughs) I'm very happy to welcome you to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, and we can't wait when you figure out what you're going to do because we want to support you any way we can. Well Stacy, thank you so much for being with me today. Welcome to Conversations with Doctor Nancy. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Um, as I said, this is a conversation we want to learn. This this thirty minutes is your time. It's not my time, it's your time. So the one question I always start with, which I think is the most valuable question that I ask, is tell me about you. How did you get to be the you that I'm talking to today? Because That's the most
1: important thing I could possibly ask you is, how did you get to be you? I love that question. I mean, I feel like me in a nutshell is a passionate communicator. And how did I get to be that way? I I think that I was born talking is what my family would say. And the thing that I'm most passionate about talking about at this moment in time is the untapped power of using business to build a better world. Yeah. And the how I got to that point is actually a somewhat interesting story. I recently resigned from running a company that I helped start called the Vecino Group. And the Vecino Group is a mission-driven business um, dedicated to using housing as a means to building a better world. Uh-huh. And real estate development was not my background, and certainly wasn't and actually isn't my interest. Um, When I encountered the opportunity to start the company, I really said very openly, I am not interested in development for development's sake, you know, like uh, pro formas and looking for property and structuring a deal. All of those things for me were always a means to an end. And that was that I saw that real estate development could and should be a tool for building a better world. So when my partner, who happened to be my husband, which you know is a, is a questionable path to starting a business, to, to go into it with your husband, but when we first began exploring the idea of starting the company, I said, I am only interested in this if we create a mission-driven company, if every deal we go after is going to address a broader social issue. And so sort of with the combination of his real estate experience and my idealism, we began the Vecino Group and grew it over a nine-year period. And what that showed me is that any business can be a means of achieving the things you're really most passionate yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, yeah, so that is really what drives me at this point, I think that there is a huge opportunity to redefine yeah. business and but, how we but all who, pursue who it. Who
0: supported you in your life to get you where you are today? You said you you know you always have been pretty good about conversation, but where, where did that come from and where, where did that talent and those abilities come from? Who was your mentor? Who supported you?
1: You know, I'm lucky enough to have had parents who are my biggest fans in anything I've ever done in life. When I think back, there were some teachers who were critical to me feeling like what I had to say was worthwhile and that, you know, listening and taking in the opinions of others would always serve me well. And so I had an AP government teacher in high school named Vaden Fowler who was key. And she's also the reason I care about politics. I credit her having us watch Meet the Press. Uh, every week, as as like the start of my political engagement, and yeah, I yeah. will love her forever for that. And then I had a debate coach named Scott Ginger, who was also pretty key. And I would say those two people, coupled with a professor in college at journalism school, really helped me discover my voice.
0: Well, and and what I've read, and what you, we've actually talked about, because we did meet in uh, Arizona, which was interesting. That you're from Springfield, but then you've heard about the uh, conference in Arizona, the Power Up conference, and it was interesting to meet you there and to to learn what you were doing, and and so we did have some common interests. But you know, and your involvement as far as celebrating girls and women and empowering girls and women became very very apparent being there at the Power Up conference. So you, your mentors were teachers. Your mentors were your parents, but you. There's just something very special that happens for women, girls and women that's very, very important. When we can find an ally, when we can find a mentor, someone who can lift us up as we go and really help us to understand that our voices are so very, very important. So, so let's talk about it. So uh, one, of the, one of the things that you said, what would the world look like if, you know, first of all, let me agree with you. I think every business should have a mission i don't care what they're what they're producing they can always have a way of giving back and making the world a better place i think what we're going to what we're going to see after the covid and the quarantine we're going to see businesses coming out that have really had to refocus and redefine what it is they want to do in this world but they're also looking at the people that they're working with to redefine that as well so i think you know as as many things that people talk about the looting and other things that are negative going on i think there's still this huge opportunity to really watch people come out in a different way of seeing the importance of really coming together and making the world a better place any thoughts about that before i go on
1: i think that yeah i think the pandemic has really illuminated a lot of things that lots of us suspected or believed I think it's been fascinating to see how the female leaders of countries have dealt with the pandemic in a very different way than the male-driven companies and yeah. and that's exciting and then I think that you know just What would you what all, would you define
0: as the differences? Just to point those I out. I think
1: that they have been more thoughtful. I yeah. think that they have been more concerned about the greater good and right. protecting all people and then I also think that you know, what statistics show about female-led companies outperforming male-led companies financially, I think those same traits have also been apparent in the pandemic. I think that there is a more thoughtful, cautious, measured approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that translates to profits as well as, in the case of the pandemic, you know, increased health measures.
0: Well, you know, I think what we're going to see more and more about is the importance of of healthy relationships and you mm-hmm. know the sport but the healthy relationship I, I recently had a conversation with a man who basically it's why women should be leaders he wrote the book Why Women Need to Be Leaders which is just a fantastic mm-hmm. book but, but he, uh-huh. you know the one thing that he said that was so important because especially what's going on is something that women have a lot more of is empathy the ability sure. to really be sensitive to someone else's Thoughts, feelings, and, you know, how they're they're managing their affairs. But, but he said that's going to be a key for all companies coming out of this pandemic is the word empathy. And I truly hmm. believe that because women, when it comes to leadership, I think that's going to be the key, as you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so this professional world that we're looking at, what would it look like if it was female-led? Because I really want to see what you have to say about that.
1: Sure. I think that the traditional means by which we approach business and capitalism is very much a system that was created by men. And I think that the very notion of forming businesses, the first question I think that's traditional for people to start with when they have a business idea is to lead with the opportunity for profit. But I actually think the real power and opportunity lies is if you lead with the idea of how can this business help fix something that's broken in our current society or system, then the profit will come. And so I think that that is a very unique approach that is certainly not how business has always been conducted. But I think that it's fascinating to think of the potential that exists. If, if that were how business were redefined.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, women, we have always been caregivers, but we've always seen the problems that exist within, in our homes, in, mm-hmm. in our families, in, at work, and in our communities. So who's better mm-hmm. than to to be a part of that, solving uh, those issues, which I think are so extremely important.
1: But, mm-hmm. but again,
0: I think every company could take on a problem or an issue of what you're talking about and solve those, you know, just by what they're doing and how they're involving their employees and their teams to to really make that change. Because, you know, any any company now that uh, should have a foundation should have a way of giving back and showing their employees how they can be a, how they can be in fact part of the greater good.
1: Sure, and I think one of the things that is really interesting to me, having worked within a somewhat traditional company structure for nine years, is. It was both notable and frustrating at times to see how traditional business defines leaders. And I think that, you know, the tendency is to say if you are assertive, if you are competitive, if you yeah. are very comfortable with risk, you're the natural best leader. And I think it's actually very contrary to that. I think if, if you're a good listener, if you're empathetic, if you can identify what people are saying and what they're needing and play to that, that's true leadership. And so at some point in the company, you know, like we were creating permanent supportive housing for people at risk of homelessness. And that in and of itself was so fulfilling. And it's really sure. the work that I would want mentioned in my eulogy. Like I loved it. At the same time, what was really Um, driving me and um, the issue I was most passionate about in my personal life was gender inequality and I felt like after 2016 when President Trump was elected it felt like all of a sudden I was immersed and just so aware of the inequity that existed in the world and it became sort of the thing that I was most driven to try to improve. And yet yeah. I felt somewhat constrained by the business dynamics that I was in. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I kind of, you know, I lived with it for a few years and frankly, Dr. Nancy, like it wasn't healthy. It wasn't good. It was making me angry. Yeah. It was making me frustrated. And yet yeah. I thought, how can I give up this company? like i am as proud of this as i am of my children yeah and yeah. and then one day i thought everything i did here i can do again and i sure. can. i can Ab- do it absolutely. as a female led business absolutely
0: so. you know i i i don't know if you've seen it mrs america it's on netflix i hate i'm not changing trying to change the subject but uh-huh. it's interesting to look at our history and and really understand where we've come and in some ways, where we haven't gone. And, you know, we've yes. had rallies, we've had women come out march, but unfortunately, too many women go home after the march and, and not sure what to do after that. So I, I think this leadership component that we keep talking about has to be an everyday behavior as far as leading. Yes. Again, one of the fastest growing trends, and you're we we're talking about entrepreneurship. Is our, our women-owned businesses, and these women are, in fact, going out and starting companies and have yes. the leadership because they're solving problems, you
1: know. Yes.
0: They're solving and things so that, that, that are needed.
1: That was one of my huge, like, epiphanies at the conference in Arizona was yeah. I'm listening to this group of women who are all assembled with a shared passion for empowering women and erasing inequity. Wow. and so much of the discussion was what's our quickest path to change? Do we try to change things and the companies and the roles and the positions we're in? And I really felt very energized as I left the conference because it became clear to me that we can spend a lot of energy trying to change things within the confines of like the systems that are already established. Or we can say – we're going to go start our own thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that to me seems so much less frustrating.
0: <laughs> and, and bring along, <laughs> bring along like-minded people, men and women yes. who believe and understand that's the way to, to for it to go. Well, you know, I was just talking on another Zoom call just a few minutes ago about allies. I mean, allies are the key to everything, you know. And, and mm-hmm. the book, you know, the book in this together it's when we all get on the same page and we all understand what we're capable of doing i think i think the sky's the limit and you know and this mm-hmm. has been uh, this quarantine the covid's been a time when people really have had to look at each other and, and really depend on support and i think it's going to be even more so on a day-to-day basis as we start to open up more businesses and open up more services and people start to come out and truly start to to Try to live a normal, whatever normal will look like. At yeah, this point.
1: So, yeah. But it but, I, but I
0: I just hope people do come out with that they really have thought about really what's important, what's important to sure. you, what's important to this world, and nobody can be in isolation anymore. It just doesn't work. You cannot live, mm-hmm. you cannot work in isolation. So everything you say, you do, and you hear involves someone else, and it's an opportunity to really come together and listen to one another. You know, the Power Up Conference was extremely successful because there's so many great conversations going on uh, and so many women, you know, we had political, you know, business people, corporations, mm-hmm. and and that's what it is. It's about everyone being on the same page as far as, you know, what you have to say is important, what you have to think is important, what you want to do is mm-hmm. important. So... Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we we could talk about this forever, but, okay, what do you think the barriers are? I think I know. I know what the barriers are for women starting their own companies, but what do you think stopping women from truly getting out there and using their voices, using their talents, and using their abilities?
1: One, I think confidence and insecurity are a huge barrier. You know, it's the old Adam of like women have to have everything figured out before we'll even go for something. Yeah. Whereas, men, two MBAs so we'll and a PhD lead. or two. Yeah. That's right. So that's yeah. right. Yeah. So I think that that's an internal barrier. And then I think the external barrier, that's the largest obstacle, is funding. Um, yeah. I think Money. that unless you are independently wealthy or have had enough past success that you have the capital women face tremendous obstacles as founders in trying to raise capital. And again, I think that comes down to the traditional ways that success and leadership and who investors are willing to bet on has yeah. been defined by men. And so when the potential looks different, it it tends to be deemed too risky, whereas in fact I think it's actually less risky and a more solid investment.
0: Yeah. So yeah. –
1: I think that if we can solve the funding issue for female founders, that, that that would solve a lot.
0: But female founders have to go out and find funders and have to have the confidence and the ability and, and mm-hmm. to go out and ask for that support. And I think again that's that's the other key which is women believe they have to do it on their own. So mm-hmm. how do we build, we want to build the confidence that women can and should go out and find the Allies and investors to create that company and those that world change and change the world for better. So it's you know, it's, which you know, it's kind of which comes first, the chicken or the egg. We hopefully we'll see in this next election some some changes. You know, I'm I'm still amazed that 2020 we are where we are as far as women's leadership and where we aren't mm-hmm. as far as our voices in the, in the yes. world itself and, and positions that we don't have as yet, you know. You know, after watching Mrs. America, I was frustrated. I cried mm-hmm. and I was frustrated. It said, in the mm-hmm. 1970s, women had more political pull and more power than they've ever had. So where did it go? Where did yeah. it go? And how do we keep it once we get it? You know, I mean, I think that's it, is that women... I, you know i think what that what men are are very good at doing which i think women have to understand is you've got to get your gang together you've got to get your group together you have to you can't do anything on your own you have to have a group of individuals who will support you financially and you know professionally and emotionally and all the above for for mm-hmm. any of you to be successful I know it, it sounds so simple, but, you know, Women women Connect for Good was built on that whole premise. It's when women support each other, anything is possible. But that includes money. That includes the money.
1: Sure. But when, 100%. You know, when you talk about the chicken and the egg, like what comes first in the barriers yeah. um, for women I, starting companies, I think that if we can bundle the chicken and the egg, if we yeah. can say, you know, start a business where it's not, just a funding mechanism for female-led, mission-driven business, but it's also branding, it's also support, it's also networking. It's, all, it's, it's identifying what is every barrier that exists and how can we create a company that can combat those and yeah. that can bring female-led, mission-driven businesses to actualization. And yeah. So that's, that's so, exciting so If I, if
0: I, I came it, to you, Stacy, tomorrow and said, Stacey, help me me start my business. What would be some of the first things that you would share with me?
1: I would say, you know, let's begin by telling me what you're passionate about. What are the issues that you can't ignore? The fire in your belly, the thing that you'll talk about all day long. Now, how does your business idea relate to that? Because I think that if your business ties back to your personal passion, you can't help but be successful. Um, because you'll be driven every day of your life, right? And you'll enjoy yeah. the process and you'll create a team of true believers. And then I think the thing that I would actually have to come to you or somebody else for is to say, okay, now let's figure out what's the funding mechanism. Yeah. And so I think that when you combine those things, that's where the opportunity happens. Yeah. And then I also think it's about not getting discouraged along the way, right? Like we're living in a world where we're looking at Joe Biden as the presidential candidate when Elizabeth Warren is, to my mind at least, eminently more qualified. And I feel like there's so many examples of that in the day that I think that's where women lose their confidence. Like you look at the world and you think the qualified women. Well, I think they get
0: get disappointed. Discouraged, yeah. Yeah, discouraged that, geez, we're doing all this and then we – still end up with a, a Joe Biden yes. and a, I don't think Elizabeth yes. Warren, by the way, will be the candidate. I'm hoping it will be a very strong African-American black woman that will come out and become a, an amazing vice president and soon a, a, a president as well. Yeah, I'm, sometimes I feel like I'm out there beating on my drum and nobody hears me. And then there's mm-hmm. other days like you go to the Power Up Conference and mm-hmm. you find your sisters, you find your uh, brothers, and you they understand they get it yes. but i want to, i want to keep taking that out to the streets and i want it to keep keep it going and uh you know that's it how do how do we keep it we we've got to uh kind of keep the keep the
1: band rolling you know keep the band playing well i think that's where you know i don't know if this will be a lasting sentiment for me but out of my frustration has sort of come the mentality of the the quicker more effective Less frustrating path really does seem to be creating alternatives rather than trying to transform the existing.
0: Yeah. And
1: so that's where I'm at personally.
0: So you're talking about your new company. Can you give us a little hint as to what you're thinking about doing?
1: Man, I wish I could. I wish I could tell you what it is. I don't yet know. Um, like I said. I, I,
0: <laughs> well, I, I, there I, you, I
1: you go. You're you're in the you thinking tell- stages. Well, then the you know, stages, and then a pandemic hit. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's well, really what given it was. Well, it's just you it more was,
0: time to think about it. But uh, we, you will let us know when you know, right?
1: <laughs> I will, one hundred percent, yes. And it's it's like I resigned in January, and I thought by March I'm going to know what my new company yeah. is. And okay. March well, is when the pan- That was. You know that's not the case, but I have appreciated. I've appreciated my timeline being blown.
0: Well, these we're we're having these conversations, and these are these are having. You know, and again, part of it also is having hard conversations. The the hard Mm -hmm. conversations that bring us to the table, that bring us to awareness, that bring us to uh, better solving problems and talking about Mm -hmm. issues and. Really sharing that, and uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not going to be doing things the, the same way I did before. I've already decided mm-hmm. that uh, there's things that I'm not going to do anymore because you know I've, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't like to, I don't. You know, it's kind of like I don't like that anymore. Why did I do yeah. that? Just kind of like you in the, in your company. Why am I here? I don't. I, there's other things I could do that'll be a lot more exciting. And you know what? I, mm-hmm. I don't want to go to twenty. I don't care if I do. Zoom meetings. I don't want to go to meetings. I don't right. want to get dressed and go to go sit. and I'm on a couple of different boards, and I'm the chair of uh, one particular board. Mm-hmm. And I say, we will not have board meetings any more than one hour. After one hour, we will end. And people, people yeah. have applauded me. People have applauded.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody's just been waiting to get out of meetings, and the pandemic <laughs> is our moment.
0: Well, do your homework, and then just talk about it, and then chat, and have a Develop a relationship with uh, the, the members of your board and your company because that's going to be more valuable down the road. You right. know, than anything else is five people will tell five more people who'll tell five more people how great you are, or they'll tell mm-hmm. other five people who'll tell five more that will tell five more that you're not great.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: So. Well, what are your final thoughts and words since you're in the you're in the crystallization time frame and I know there's I know there's many, many people that are doing just what you're doing also. And just as I said mm-hmm. saying, you know, I don't think I want to go back to that job. I don't want to think mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to the work I was doing. I don't want to work that way anymore. So, what are your mm-hmm. final thoughts?
1: My final thoughts to myself and to women everywhere are to remember to activate a mission that you can use as a filter. I think that if we know what's the work that doesn't feel like work, that feels like our personal yeah. advocacy and missions and things we truly believe in, if that's the starting point for the concepting,
0: yeah.
1: what, a, what a starting point. And imagine yeah. where we could end up.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah, if our work is our passion, our passion is our work you know, this Mm -hmm. world would be so so much more pleasant and that Mm -hmm. word empathy would just flow forth and uh, it would be so exciting. Well, you know, we are going to have the Power Up Conference again next year, so I'll expect to see you there. I can't wait. And by then you'll you'll know what you're doing, but share with us when you do (laughs) figure out what it is you want to do, and if there's any way that Women Connect for Good can support you, please let us know, because Again, that's what we do. We support Thank other you. women and men and people that are really going to take their mission, their passion, and make it their work, make it their job.
1: Well, thanks for being an example of somebody who's done that.
0: Well, I'm very blessed to be able to do that, and I'm going to, I think I'm just going to do more of it. I've just figured that out. I'm just going to do more of it. Less meetings, more passion, more, more vision, uh, and talking to more people like you.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk today, Dr. Nancy. I appreciate it.